coming up this week off screen. Amy Schumer feels pretty. Charlie Plummer leans on Pete. Basildon begins in a new town utopia. Mary encounters the witch's flower. Karl Marx gets young. Zombies get cured. Clive Owen gets a nun. And there's some revenge to be dished out. All those to come and more off screen. This is this is off screen. Off screen. Latest film news and reviews. This is Offscreen, the on-screen radio show. Ooh, welcome to Offscreen. I'm Van Connor. I am Case Allen. So, Mr. Allen, I don't know. I'm feeling really good this week. I uh, I would have assumed after Avengers it would just sort of suck for a few weeks, but it's been pretty good. That's okay. Yeah, but yeah. but uh, you know, the sun is out. If you don't want to go to the cinema, but um, <laughs> as you are listening to this, you probably you probably do want to go to the cinema. So, um, yeah. I have uh, I, I've been near, near the local Cineworld a lot this last week, and it has been rammed near constantly. The mm. car parks there, um, and and what have people been watching? That? It, it, would, it would appear <laughs> the Avengers is cleaning house and has made all the money in the world. Although we'll talk about that when we get Guardians to the, of Justice League. Yeah, when we when we get to the box office top five, obviously that'll come up. But yeah. uh, it would appear. Yeah, but right. having said that, the films that have been releasing in the sort of typical dumping ground around it that we're reviewing this week, yeah. we reviewed, there's supposed to be some decent stuff. Really. Like Beast last week. Really good movie, really yeah. sort of quietly next to Avengers. But uh, was that the uh, Johnny Flynn one? That was the Johnny Flynn Johnny one. Flynn. Yeah. yeah. But uh, this week, there's a couple more. There's Look. one that's questionable. I um, think I know what that is. Probably. I think most people do. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a conversation, I guess. But we can have. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've not seen it. I'm not gonna see it. We will talk about. I feel pretty later then. Yeah. Um, so in the meanwhile, a piece of film news to start us off. Then. What well, you, I'll, 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 I will. I will link my film news in with the film that everyone's seeing right now, just because. I mean, we've got to talk about. How much much money it's made yeah there is that yeah so i think the biggest news story is that it is the it's taken well, the record. opening opening week old record yeah yeah for um, uh, international and domestic it's weird to me that it got both because yeah. how, how universally beloved does a film have to be to, and it's to, not to even that. opened in china it's not got that china money just yet oh wow which is crazy um did you see the poster uh, from Lucasfilm. So this has become a new thing. Well, no, it's not even a new thing. This has been happening since like the 70s. It's, it's now just, it is a tradition when there's a new film that's got like the it's new opening your record. record, isn't it? Yeah. You, you are, you're obliged. Yes. You, you pass the baton or the lightsaber in this case. <laughs> with, um, actual, with, with, with like a poster. Yeah, it's it's very cool. ad, isn't it? Yeah. Is it, is it actually taken out as like a variety ad or something like that? I think, yeah, being a semi-weekly variety or something like that. One of those, yeah. Yeah, and it says, uh, from, from a galaxy far, far away to Earth's mightiest hero. <laughs> congratulations from like Kathy and team or whatever from Lucasfilm which is oh. very 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 sweet but um, it is internationally it's well, I mean how, how, how long has it been out didn't it how, it, many, it, how many days is this five six something like that but yeah. it, it made just shy of Justice League's entire total oh no it, 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 it made over did it make over in the yeah. end oh wow but currently, it is just over 700, I believe. 700 million. I mean, it's a very obvious, easy 1 billion passer, this one. It's uh, 1 billion by probably Friday. <laughs> exactly. It, it's huge. I'll be honest, yeah. I've been back and seen it twice since the pressure. I've just seen it twice. So you've seen it three times? I, I've seen it three times now. Um, it hasn't lost any of the impact, strangely, for me. It, it's, no. held, it's held up to those viewers. Those, those spoiler bits still, the, they, still are shocking. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, the, so the, 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 the <laughs> ebbs and flows it takes do still hold up. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so I'm sure when we get to the box office top five, someone will be tweeting to the affirmative. I'm pretty sure it'll be the affirmative. I don't know. Of, I, I uh, want to find someone that's really disliked it. I've not, <laughs> I've not found anyone yet. We shall see. We Even shall see. Uh, uh, DC uh, Fanboy 52, which is a Twitter handle I've just made up, was a big fan. I bet you that, to- that Twitter handle actually I'm exists. Sure it is. Totally not taken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> down, down with Marvel. <laughs> Right, so uh, before we get to the first review this week, then let's plug podcast edition. Yeah, uh, Acast, iTunes, Deezer, uh, Deezer, yeah, yeah. pick your podcast platform preference. Uh, it's on there. There's more fun. There's more news. There's a moment of cage. We love a good moment of cage. We love it so much. We go out on a moment of cage. Um, so yeah, get on there and uh, download the extended version of this. Um, in the meanwhile, you can also win. We're running competitions at the moment for DVD copies of Bombshell: The Hedy Lamarr Story, which is a documentary I absolutely loved about two or three months ago. Um, um, get on to onscreenfilm.com, go in the competition section, it is in there. And on that, on that note, uh, do you want to talk about Lean on Pete then, sir? I do. So all I really know about this is um, on the poster, there's a kid with a horse. And yes. What What else do I know? Uh, Steve Buscemi's in it. That's cool. Okay. Charlie Plummer? 
Is that Charlie his name? Plummer, indeed, yes. Charlie Plummer, who was not related to Christopher Plummer, but did play his grandson in All the Money in the World. Oh, because Christopher Plummer replaced Expletive Deletive. In, redacted, yes. Yeah, redacted in <laughs> that film. Exactly. Yeah. Right, so uh, this is uh, the latest from uh, director Andrew Haig. Um, so it, it is a British film, but it's set and takes place in, in the United States. So it follows uh, Charlie Plummer as, uh, he, well, he actually is named Charlie. Um, he has a, 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 He's raised by his father, Travis Fimmel, from uh, Vikings. Right. Yeah, you know, uh, Lothar or whatever his name is on, on Viking. I don't know, my mum watches it. The, the handsome one. The, the handsome lead, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. So, handsome lead, single dad, um, owes, some, owes someone some money, gets himself hospitalised when he gets beaten up for it. And Charlie is left on, you know, on his own. He's, be- he's barely 16. And he takes on a job uh, working as a, as a sort of uh, ranch hand for Steve Buscemi, who's a sort of increasingly down-on-his-look horse owner. And uh, he bonds with this horse. Lean on Pete. So that's that's Pete. That's well. Oh, 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 is it called Lean on Lean on Pete because he's like a racing horse. Lean on Pete when you're not strong. A- ex- yeah. Well, that's the thing because he's not strong. He's beaten down. He has uh. no one else in the world. And when he finds out that Lean on Pete is going to be, uh, let's just say, put out to the long dark pasture, going out to the great uh, glue factory in the sky. Exactly. Uh, Ch- Charlie and Pete. Uh, Charlie and Lean on Pete go on a journey across America to find Charlie's, uh, you know, distant aunt who he thinks will be able to provide a. This him. sounds adorable. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> it does sound adorable, doesn't it? Uh, this will destroy you. Here's a clip of him proving that he's good with horses. See that Bob? This kid's a natural. Yeah. He's a good kid. And he ain't afraid of our day's work like some of these other kids. <laughs> Come on, Pete. Sorry. Just relax your arm. You're walking. <laughs> I know. I know. You're just excited. You did real good. Come on, Pete. You got it. But in uh, very earthy, you know, earthy indie mode here, mm. and uh, yeah, great supporting, great supporting, supporting turn there. Um, he's out of he's out of the story for the, obviously the bulk of the sort of road part because then his involvement in it kind of comes to a close. Um, there's a, there's a really great supporting cast, but to be fair, a supporting cast can only really be as good as the one person at the centre of them, and that's Charlie Plummer. And I really liked Charlie Plummer. I think it was about three years ago in a movie called King Jack. Do you remember Is that? that an Australian film, was it? I, I think it was American, but it was a real oh. uh, American Heartland indie film. I, I was, vaguely remember that title. You'll vaguely remember the poster. When you see the poster, it's one of those that you go, because it's, it's just Charlie Plummer riding a bicycle on the poster. And I think it came out around the same time as Kings of Summer. So right, there, was, there yeah. was a bit of an overlap there for people. But uh, he was really extraordinary in there. And then, uh, very recently, obviously, he turned up in All the Money in the World, and he wasn't particularly memorable in that. But here, he's back on King Jack form, and he's got this River Phoenix-like quality to him. And you, you can't, sh- not obviously not like an, an imitation, but you can't shake that feeling of, I kind of see what I feel like people were talking about when they were talking about River Phoenix way back when. Mm. And you like can, just before. Yeah, just, just before he really exploded. And he was that, you know, that great, you know, threat, that great talent threatening to emerge and burst out into the scene. Um, I see that in him. And this is yet another great showcase for it. Uh, also to go with your theory that all members of the cast of Sahara should get an Oscar someday. I'm just putting it out there. Steve Zahn has a support role in this, that in a perfect world would have bagged him a Best Supporting Oscar nomination. I will openly campaign for Steve Zahn to win an Oscar. <laughs> because you want every one of the, yeah. the, the trio of leads of uh, Sahara to win. Exactly, yeah. The, the Sahara uh, trifecta. Exactly, yeah. absolutely. I'm going to try to think of a catchier title. <laughs> uh, but no, written and directed by Andrew Haig. Uh, what else did you do uh, 45 years? Which I know he did Weekend. Um, what, what was Weekend? I can't remember that as well. Forty five years was uh, the Charlotte Rampling. The Charlotte Rampling. Was that my Tom? No. Tom Corney. Tom, it was Tom Courtney, I yeah. believe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Forty five years. That was, that was yes. good. Yeah. That was that's that a quick turnaround that should yeah. come out to this. Um, but yeah, a, a really, really, really great eye there. Fantastic visuals because a lot of it is. Outdoor. He's from uh, North Yorkshire as is well. He? Good film. That's not far from our homestead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really great landscape, immersive world visuals by. And I want to say, I want to get this name right because you're going to love this. Magnus Nordenhoff Junk Junk the Junk Magnus <laughs> with a soft J. Yeah, with a soft J Junk. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yonk. I, I apologise, Yonk. Um, <laughs> I, I'm really, really sorry. Uh, but your visuals are terrific, so take that as the as the ultimate way of apology. Uh, yonk, if you're yawny. Okay. No, stop it. You stop it right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, you're bad would, and you should feel bad. I want to say this about this film. Uh, this will take you through the absolute emotional ringer. 
it, it really will. It will absolutely squeeze every feel you have out of you. Uh, I saw this the same day. I saw Avengers Infinity War. You can imagine how drained I was by the end of the day. Um, but it is absolutely tremendous. It is a really powerful uh, boy in his horse drama. Lena Pete doesn't say, I don't want to go or something. No. <laughs> It doesn't say anything like that. There's no David Tennant moment here. There's no David Tennant moment to be found. Um, There's some absolutely heart-wrenching moments in the film, and it's all just feathered along with this just incredible performance by Charlie Plummer, who I really hope I see him in more things. I really do. I hope he genuinely is the next River Phoenix, and and we actually get to see him through to adulthood this time. That would be great. Yeah, because didn't didn't really end according to plan last time. No, no, it didn't. And I do feel no. like, given how Joaquin turned out, we think, obviously, that family had some tremendous talent in it. Maybe in uh, so. Indiana Jones 5, because obviously... <laughs> Get Charlie Plummer to play. Yeah, <laughs> like, just after River Phoenix, before Harrison Ford. Oh, which, no, we're going to come back with some rapid-fire reviews. With the latest film news and reviews, this is Offscreen. The on-screen radio show. And we're back, Mr. Allen. So, uh, we've got a big week. There's a lot out. Uh, so we're going to have to squeeze in as many as we can in as short a time as we can because yes. the bank holiday has sort of ruined the film schedule a little bit. There's also been some Avenging going on. Hate banks. Love uh, Avengers, though. I love Avengers. Hate banks, yeah. too. But uh, on which note, we should probably kick this off, then. Let's kick off this week's rapid-fire session. Newtown Utopia. Newtown Utopia is uh, is this great... It has an almost Channel 4 documentary feel to it. It is an exploration of... Um after World War Two, there was a move to create new towns. There was an initiative to create new towns in Britain. Yeah, you told me about this. I was I was very interested. I'm interested about the film. And Basildon in Essex is one of them. And I know your your dear wife knows Basildon quite well because obviously she's, I know she's from that area. She's from that area. Yeah. Oh, when we first met, we're like, oh, you use the West London train station too. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, and I, and I was like, I don't understand any of this. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm far too you normal. weird southerners. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, a really fascinating look at the conception, development, and building of Basildon as this beacon of the future. And you see it in archival footage of its time, and it looks like something from the Jetsons. And th- these are real buildings that are still there today. And the point comes about because, uh, obviously, the government incentive for Basildon to thrive sort of fell fell by the wayside. Mm. And obviously, the 80s, recessions hit hard. The town basically degraded. And now is kind of something of, a, of a, a shell of its former self. And obviously, in our case, we need to look at somewhere like Rotherham down the street. We can see a similar Rotherham, kind of thing. Uh, uh, Doncaster, and we're Dob- saying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and it's a really relevant... I think you'll it'll feel relevant to you wherever you live because you will you will know somewhere intimately that that has this same yeah, exact one of those story new for towns it. exactly yeah. and uh, really powerfully brought to life by uh, Christopher Ian Smith. What he's done is he's gotten Jim Broadbent to narrate the film in the character of of uh, Lewis Silkin, who was the MP, MP who spearheaded the the new town initiative thing. Uh, it's eighty minutes. It's really worth your time. Um, I say there was that brilliant relatability to it. Can't recommend highly enough that you check it out. It is absolutely brilliant. Mary and the Witch's Flower, which is pretty much Harry Potter and the anime adaptation. Um, oh yeah, I have uh, I've watched the trailer for this. Uh, right, it yeah. is based on Mary Stewart's novel, uh, The Little Broomstick. It is uh, the story of Mary, a uh, a young girl who basically gets magical powers after she discovers, wouldn't you know it, the witch's flower, a flower that bestows the ability of magic. She goes up to the great big Hogwarts um, in the sky. Flower power, if you will. She has flower power, yes. Yeah. She goes to the great Hogwarts uh, school in the clouds. And, uh, <laughs> Which is not a euphemism for dying. No, no, no it's no. actually a thing in the clouds. And learns how to control her magical abilities, how to hone herself, but discovers that something is not quite all right in the world of magic. So this is like anime, anime Potter? Anime May Potter, yes, yeah. it's exactly how it which is a better, a better title. Um, it is done in that uh, that not not entirely artistically wonderful side of the uh, the anime field. It is more in the sort of the cookie cutter, uh, you know, ninety minute sort of theatrical right. belt they do put out. The ones that aren't really that great. This is not your name, put it that way. Um, you had a, did, 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 was it you who had an issue with your name? No, I quite liked your name. I think it went off on too many tangents, but I really liked your name. I saw why yeah. it was it was this great big thing. But uh, I'm just sure the director's name is uh, Hiramasa Yonebayashi. Ah. Ah. Um, well and for the most part, done a great job here. I look at something like this and think if it were uh, live action, I, I, I would 
be still be quite as intrigued as hell as to what a Japanese director would actually mm. have brought out. Do you think this. they uh, could adapt this for a live action adaptation? I, I really do think, and I would not be terribly surprised if we did. But uh, it's perfectly fine as an animated Come film. Come on, Warner Brothers! It, it, it's fine as an animated film. This one, um, I didn't love it. I didn't dislike it. I sat there through it and thought, hmm, okay, I like that. This is a bit dull. I, I, for the most part, it carried me through. I was fine with it. Didn't, didn't nothing to rave about. But I'm not going to smack talk it up. High price. High price. The Cured. So, The Cured, not The Cure. There are no Robert Smiths, no goth pandas. There are not. Did you ever see that uh, BBC series, In the Flesh? BBC Three uh, drama series. I don't think so. I think it was something like four or five years ago. It was one of those uh, 9pm Sunday night uh, horror drama series BBC Three liked to make. It was like in between like the Being Human series. Yeah, yeah. yeah those kind of things. Um, it was about what happened when zombies got cured and the society right. that waited. And this is literally that as a movie. Um, it is an Irish film written and directed by David Frayne. Uh, it stars uh, Sam Keeley and Ellen Page as presumably the reason this got financed, because there's otherwise no real explanation <laughs> as to how uh, this character's brother married an American. So the idea is a zombie has been cured. Uh, Senan, I think his name is, he's been cured. He returns to his home where his late brother's uh, wife and their son um, are, are still living, and uh, she takes him in, and the idea is he's been uh, kind of abducted and then returned. That's how it's played. Okay. He's, he was taken away by the zombie virus became a zombie he comes back now he doesn't really remember it but there's certain things that linger uh we do have a clip hang on the cure was supposed to be some sort of great hope but things are just getting worse that's not fair my daughter was released whatever she did she can't hurt anyone anymore people need to give them a second chance we've given them every chance they're not integrated the wonder crime is on the rise they're not like us so it's um very heavy-handed with its its desire to be part of uh, the girl with all the gifts sort of a canon. Yeah, I, I watched that recently for the first time. What did you think? Very good. Yeah, I think if you like that, you'll like this as well. This leans more into the what sort of, what into an issue of rights and accountability and a certain post World War Two discussion that you can't really avoid when talking about this particular area mm. of the zombie subgenre is that issue of at what point are you following an immutable uh, immutable authority in this case uh, you know the zombie virus as it were um, great performances from Sam Keeley and Ellen Page uh, particularly engaging villain uh, Tom Vaughan Lawler who I recognise from somewhere couldn't place him what do you know? Right, no. Tom Vaughan Lawler yeah, not to talk about Infinity War all the time no but was he in that? Yeah, he, <gasps> he plays Ebony Moore. Ebony Moore, Mo- yes, yeah. okay. Who well. I think he's my favourite of uh, uh, The Black Order. Right, yeah. okay. Uh, Paul and Malcolmson's in this as well, by the way, uh, from Sons of Anarchy. You know when they go to Ireland? Oh, J- yeah. JT's other wife, as it were. Yeah, yeah she, she's in there as well. And she's got the Glenn Close role in this one to go with, to stick with the girl with all the gifts. She's got the Glenn Close kind of a role. She's, she, the, she's scientist. the scientist. Yeah. Um, really, really intriguing. Uh, horror, I mean, because I didn't expect an awful lot of it because when you say, you know, independent, you know, but low budget independent film, oh, by the way, it's zombies, you think, oh, great, okay, because, you know, we mm. don't see too many of these. Um, this actually, I do think, really had something going for it. There is, yeah, there's a genuine reason. appeal to it. Good. I would put it next to uh, Girl with All the Gifts on the quality scale and I, I do, you, do you know why uh, Glenn Close agreed to do Girl with All the Gifts I don't uh, her sister absolutely loves uh, horror films and uh, especially zombie films so Glenn Close was like yeah I'll do that because my sister loves zombie films that's, that's such a sweet story that is nice isn't yeah. it that really is the young Karl Marx, or what, what did you just say? The the French, what's the French? Le, le, le jeune Karl Marx. Le, le jeune Karl Marx. Damn it, now I have to pay money. Yes. Okay, so this is the latest from Raoul Peck, who, you remember last year, uh, I Am Not Your Negro? Oh, yeah. He directed that. That was amazing. Such a good film. Okay, here we're going, uh, we're going with a fictional, but we're going with a fictionalised retelling. This is uh, not so much Karl Marx's biopic, so much as the story of a couple of years in the life of Karl Marx, uh, particularly his relationship uh, with uh, Jenny Van, uh, what's her name, Von Westphalen? <laughs> and uh, she's played by Vicky Creeps from uh, Phantom Thread. He's played by August Deal in what's one of those absolutely Vincent Gallo-like, transformative, <laughs> uh, complete lose yourself to the Benicio levels of how insane this is performance the Benicio levels I like that the Benicio levels on the Benicio on on, on the great Altaro spectrum (laughs) (laughs) 
as we know. Um, this is really go. This really goes for. Uh, I'm sorry, I was about to make another go really on. terrible joke. What you got? It goes from uh, Sakari O to Sakari Ten. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the Benicio spectrum. Yeah. We've got it forever. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Now that we're out, now that we're back. Um, yeah, really, really well staged, um, lavishly shot. Uh, very um, not so much. Uh, I don't know. Not so much intimate as kind of respectfully withdrawn as as a film. It doesn't frame marks up to be anything near the hero that you expect it would. It having said that, it neither vilifies him neither. It does it sort of. Uh, depict him as this outlier to his own movement, as it were. The idea of Marxism is effectively a rebellion against everything else. Mm. Um, I really went for it. I thought the, the central performance was absolutely mesmerising. I couldn't, I could not take my eyes off August Deal. I think he's really terrific. Uh, but also, Vicky, I'm going to find out how to pronounce her surname. I, I'm pretty I think sure it, it's Creeps. I think it is Creeps. So yeah. she's from uh, Phantom Thread. Yeah. She, uh, uh, Vicky Creeps. Great in that. She's still got that same appeal here. She still absolutely owns the frame. Still got it. Uh, but yeah, absolutely terrific film. Can't recommend it highly enough. Revenge. I thought you were going to go with Rowenge. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it that comes with the, the, the perfect side dish for revenge. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a very much. This is, I think, it's, it's Australian film. I want to say Australian. Oh no, it's, it's French. It's. Uh, it looks like close, a, close enough. Close enough. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, they're right next to each other. It's basically a hop, skip, and a jump. You know, that usual American, you, you fell, American you tourist, fell, American thing, tourist yeah. in Europe kind of uh, logic. <laughs> um, no, this is uh, this stars. <laughs> This stars, uh, Mat- I'm going to have to say her name, uh, Matilda Lutz. I'm just going with Matilda Lutz. She has a lot of middle names. Uh, Matilda Lutz is an American socialite who is uh, vacationing in Europe and uh, hooks up with uh, the rich playboy type, gets taken to a remote villa um, you know, for a couple of weeks' romantic getaway before, he's, before his friends show up for their annual hunting trip. However, the friends show up early. Do they hunt her? No, no, no. Yeah. They show up early, and before you know it, it's all gone a bit straw dogs, if you know what I mean. Oh, wink, well, wink. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And she is left for dead in the in the nearby desert, only she's not dead. So can you imagine what she might conceivably do next? I think she's going to take revenge. Yeah, exactly. It's not just a clever title. Well. Uh, written and directed by uh, Coralie Fajit. Um Really great performance from Matilda Lutz. A really classic, almost Wes Craven-like uh, sort of appeal here. You look mesmerised by something yourself on the screen. I'm not. You're not. Not, not at all. Not, not at all. Okay. Um, this has a lot of that. Uh, oh, oh, I see you've got a picture of Matilda Lutz there. Okay. Um, it, it, it's window shopping. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, um, I would say... This has something of a synthwave take on the likes of The Hills Have Eyes or Straw Dogs or something like that. It is very rooted in the sort of the, the, the recent return of synthwave, you know, with things like The Guest and It Follows and that kind of, that, that. When it's got a John Carpenter like score. You, yeah. like that John Carpenter like score, but this is a lot more down the route of The Hills Have Eyes or I Spit on Your Grave or something like that. Um, there's nothing wholeheartedly original about it that's going to make it stand out within its own genre. No. And other than saying it's it's the synthwave, you know, I spit on your grave. Yeah. With the latest film news and reviews, this is Offscreen, the on-screen radio show. And we're back, Mr. Allen. Ah, oh, it's fun to be back. So, um... <laughs> it's good to have land. <laughs> Indeed. I shall survey my kingdom, the breadth of my kingdom. And uh, on which note, shall we do uh, the box office top five? Shall we uh, build that out for this week? Yeah, all right. Number five. Hashtag not my Peter Rabbit. And still seems to be an alarming number of people's Peter Rabbits, though, doesn't it? And we keep saying children are dummies. It, it would it would seem, and this is from the mm. expectant uh, father over here. Well, I'm, I'm an expectant uncle now, twice over. I got your kid, and I got my sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's going it's on. A Russ, good, Russ it's a good year it. for uh, the nieces and nephews of Van, it's a, yeah. as we shall call they them. Are, they are they are uh, due around the same time, aren't they? They, they are as yeah. well. They shall be my Vanites. It was that going to be like your uh, your uh, children of uh, Vanos, children of Vanos, and they shall go to all the children's movies with me, and they shall tell me what children think of these movies. Used to use my cousin for it, don't get to anymore. Peter Rabbit seems to actually appeal to very young children. Although what's worse are the number of adults who seem to then sort of apologetically sweep it under the rug. Like, no, no, this was bad. Um, yeah. Has anyone tweeted in either good or bad? I, I don't know. Let's find out. Um, I am opening... What's happened on my phone? I am opening <laughs> you have, you have the link from you. a whole list you. of tweets. What do you got I'm me? zooming in. What do you got me on Peter Rabbit? 
at Prometheus underscore UFO, presumably a fan of Ridley Scott and UFOs. Yeah. UFOs yeah. Uh, just watched Hashtag Peter Rabbit and actually loved it, so this person was shocked. Uh, not many films these days seem so rounded and able to speak to both the young and old. Now I feel bad that I pirated it. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. Number four. I'm sorry, sorry, we are still laughing about that. Because I I don't read these tweets until... Until we do the show, yeah. yeah. They're they're fresh to you, I know. And obviously I've done them at least a day before, so I've forgotten them as well. That's brilliant. So number four. What's number four, Alan? (laughs) I don't care. Uh, uh, Rampage. Uh, I loved it, you loved it. Dwayne Dwayne Johnson and his monkey. What more do you need for a great movie? Um, (laughs) Dwayne Johnson and his monkey. Um, I, uh, I I just had a way the time with it. it appealed to the Pacific Rim fan in me it appealed to the wow the rock should just do every family tentpole movie forever more yeah. now in we're, the, we're in that yeah tan combo that, yeah exactly that yeah, same the, the camo shirt, shirt. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly um I had a lot of fun with it I think the villains were a little bit too cartoonish for the piece and they sort of you know slammed the tone a little but other than that I thought it really had everything yeah, exactly where fun. it needed to be I like this uh, Brad Payton guy. yeah exactly it had the Good. San Andreas return sort of appeal didn't it yeah um yeah really liked it so uh, just to agree or disagree <laughs> Do you know what? Neither. This is a this is a fantastic tweet. Okay, this, go on, go on. These might be some of the best tweets I've ever seen. Okay, go on. Um, at Ike underscore review. So okay. some other kind of film review. Site. Okay, so maybe it's just a guy named Ike who does some reviews. <laughs> I'm guessing know. so. Yeah, clever, clever name. Maybe it could be David Ike's new side gig. It might know. be. Yeah. There's a people. <laughs> so it says uh, hashtag Rampage movie is based off an arcade game of the same name. That is the full tweet. That's absolutely brilliant. Number three. A quiet place. No, you, you really liked this as well, I believe. Oh, I love you? this, yeah. Um, big fan of uh, John Krasinski, the director. Didn't even know that was an option. I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Jim Halpert right now. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, uh, the US office. They, they made yeah. an American They made an they? American one. They probably huh. went on for well, well, an entire nine minutes. seasons. I've only just started to watch. <laughs> uh, how far in are you now, by the way? Season five. I'm like, just going to ask I, you every I start, week. That this well, I, I started like two weeks ago. I'm, I'm partway through season five. <laughs> so I think that tells you all you need to know. Oh, man, I loved The Office. Anyway... Um, uh, big fan of uh, Jim Halpert's uh, real life alter ego, uh, John Krasinski, yeah. in his in his professional alter ego as John Krasinski, the director. Um, I also like him in his a uh, co-starring slash maternal uh, dynamic with uh, you're really struggling marital <laughs> dynamic with uh, Emily Blunt. I think they're terrific in it. Yeah, well, so you got there. You I got, got to there. the end of sentence. I'm sorry. I was tr- I was trying to unbro- I was trying to not break that sentence. It's like you have like a word quota to hit. Every day, and you're like, just, I'm just going to fit in more words. We well, you know back in the old days when you used to get paid by the word to write a review. You used to be like, like <laughs> yeah. two p a word, and you used to write a film and review. And then was... I saw them, and there, there, there. Yeah. So you would explain every in joke in a movie because mm. obviously it made your review longer. And... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's they're great in it. Uh, Emily Blunt, yeah. John Grizzly, they are absolutely um, terrific. In the it. Uh, two kids are fantastic as well. Oh yeah, I definitely. forgot their names. Um, uh, boy from uh, Wonder. Yeah, who I, I think I set a single out recently for being awesome across the board in a couple of things. Mm, and I forget his name. Girl who is in... Uh, oh, who is in Wonderstruck. Wonderstruck. So Wonder, Wonder Wonderstruck. Wonderstruck. Yeah, there we are. But not Wonder Woman. No. So there'll no. be another kid who presumably just started in Struck. And <laughs> <laughs> anyway, does anyone tweet it about A Quiet Place? Yes. And please, please tell me it doesn't involve farting behind the waterfall again, because yes, we get it. <laughs> I have to go there. It's fine. Uh, at Brit Antonio one Mm-hmm says at Quiet Place Movie is a pure masterpiece and an entire experience like no other still both my heart and my sanity thank you at John Krasinski Blackheart nice number two G-L-A-P-P-P-S <laughs> G-L-Triple-P-S oh yeah that's what I was saying G-L-Triple-P-S yo it's a Guernsey movie as I think it's called on Twitter Guernsey or the Guernsey thing. Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society um I'm I'm happy that Glenn Powell's getting work. I love Glenn Powell. I am. I, I need more Glenn Powell in my life. And yeah. I would love him to be Adam Warlock. Oh, that would be good. If I had to cast anyone right now, it would be Glenn or, Powell. Yeah, or uh, Nova Richard, uh, Nova from... Oh, yeah. Oh, I forget yeah, his yeah. name. Yeah, I think it would work. Anyway, um, but no, I, I, I liked Guernsey for what it was, but unfortunately... Richard Ryder. Yes, thank yes. you. I liked Guernsey for what it was when it was sticking to being a pot-boiling uh, romantic drama. And it really works at that. And Lily... Uh, 
Lily James. I almost said Lily. You was Lily Allen. I almost said Lily Allen. And, oh, and I said Lily, I was like, Lily, Lily Collins. Lily Collins. Um, I, I, you get, there's too, too, many too many Lilies. There's too many Lilies. Yeah. And that's not. And there are other Lilies out there. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm even thinking about Lily Tomlin at this stage. Uh, uh, Evangeline. Evangeline. <laughs> no, it's a stretch. We're stretching now. Um, but yes, uh, Lily James and um, and Michael Hoosman, I believe his name is. Uh, Michael Hoosman. Um, Hoosman. Hoosman? Hoosman. I, th- I think so. I think Hoosman. Great chemistry. Yeah. The problem uh, is... Uh, Dario Harris from Thank Game you. of Thrones. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, the problem is when the film ignores their chemistry and goes back to its sort of investigative uh, drama element, it it's all falls apart. Meh. It all falls apart. Yeah. Oh, sorry, has anyone tweeted about it? I should ask. I just yeah. ended that. I was about to say, someone tweeted. At Chris Fox, or Christopher M. Fox. Okay. Uh, yeah. Guernsey Literary and petite, uh, Potato Peel. Well, GL Guernsey movie. It's too long. It is. too long. It is. God's sake. was just a really nice film that still resonates a couple of days after seeing it. We'll likely see it again. We'll probably not say the full title of the film again, though. Number one. Twenty-four million pounds. <laughs> what in the last half hour? Like since we started recording. Since we started I, I recording, it did. Yeah, it did make twenty-four million quid, didn't it? Yeah, and it made like the next thing on the list made something like nine hundred grand, didn't it? If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think the number two position. You are correct, sir. And that was obviously Guernsey. We just spoke about. Uh, okay. Wow. Yeah, wow. Okay. So, uh, uh, I mean, Infinity War's great, isn't it? I'm intimidated with how much it's made. Well, it's, it's the biggest US domestic weekend, and, ever. and it's biggest international, uh, biggest international that. weekend ever. It's that's got to be some kind of record for the UK. Um, wow, this it's it's huge. I told you, I, I can't park at Sentiment at the minute. I really can't. It's just yeah. blocked constantly. People love this movie. Even like parking to see uh, in the cinemas in the centre of town has just been yeah, tough. it's been really, really. Yeah, there really is something in there for everyone, isn't there? It just seems to be the biggest movie in the world ever. Yeah, and which is great because they, they needed it to be with the high boo surrounding it it's been 10 years did you really expect we were ever going to get to this stage where we're having this conversation at this moment right now how long has it been Jamie Piven <laughs> 10 years 10 years man. <laughs> 10 years <laughs> uh, I thought really well acted I thought the reason it largely works is because it's a villain is a genuine character and has a brilliant performance yep. powering it it's got an ensemble that everyone loves it's threatening can win yeah it's, uh, it, it's got <laughs> Everything you don't expect to see in a comic book movie, and then some. I love the hell out of it. Did someone tweet? Someone did. Let's open my phone. Let's, <laughs> I uh, thought you'd memorised it because you shut the phone down. <laughs> no, I was just I was I was too uh, engrossed in our conversation. Just opening the Okay, so um, at JM Rapper John R okay. says. Uh, a single thought was resonating within me before, during, and after um, Avengers: Infinity War. It was, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it, it opens with a, I can't believe this is happening. Well, two really. It literally opens with a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely ends with one. Um, it starts as it means to go on, and it means yeah. to go on with a bloodthirsty conscience. I've heard um, the faintest little bit of backlash just with people saying, with, "I'm not getting spoilers, but way that it wraps up." Mm. When everything comes back next year, when they do the, like, the follow up, yeah, the, yeah, the follow up. When we do resolve those issues, yeah, is it going to negate how? I I think that's yeah, a, a really big concern. Like the, the importance. I I mean, for, the importance of, for of me, cons- I, I don't think it does. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are certain characters I don't know if we'll ever see again, but certain ones that I feel like we will, obviously. But, yeah, we'll see. It'd be yeah. interesting to see how they've done it. And to be fair, I do think the film is so well written, and especially given the weight of everything it's got to include, mm. uh, that I, I, my hopes are high that they will actually come up with something actually quite inventive to, to pull off how we've got another Avengers movie to come. I, I'm, I'm going on faith. Oh, that's, on that's good. They're, they're going to make a new one because yeah. uh, they're, they're popular. They sense. are. They, they seem to be doing well. Yeah. 24 million. <laughs> Do you want to hear some rubbish news, though, just before we go, uh, go, yeah. go, go, go to the jump? Um, you know, the, uh, oh, no, we got I Feel Pretty next. No, can we not? Can no, we just talk got, about this news? I would rather, but uh, please... I'll, I'll say my... I'll, use the news as a softener for I me. will say my piece quickly, then. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not great news, unfortunately. Um, you know that the World Cup is happening... That's a thing. I thought the, the football. World I Cup. thought we ended this. I thought we found out who had won the football. <laughs> it will never end. It will never we end. Will find we will, out we will never discover who, at who the end wins football. Who wins the football? 
right? You Flag's one of my favourite Mitchell Webb's. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Um, cool. Yeah, because it's happening, what is it, June, July time? They're talking about they're rebooting the Goal series. I mean, it's a matter of time. <laughs> uh, no, they uh, Marvel and Disney decided to push back uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp until okay. August, just in the UK. Oh. This doesn't make sense for a number of reasons. Okay. Number one, how dare America get it before us? I know. Like, as a tradition, we always I get it. fly for that movie. <laughs> exactly. Like like a wasp. <laughs> yeah. Um, traditionally, UK don't do very well when it comes to the World Cup. No. So, like, chances are we're going to be out before, like, July anyway. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We And we don't want spoilers from, like, the rest of the world. It's just, it's a slap in the face. <laughs> well, it would change for us, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, it takes all the goodwill that I had um, after watching Infinity War. So, you've, you've ruined it. I don't care about you. I know, Seven hundred million. Way to torch opinion. all that goodwill. Yeah. So uh, right. So now we torched your goodwill. Yes. Uh, I'm going to torch your uh, your your t- taste buds and sensibilities now with a look at the new Amy Schumer movie. I feel pretty. Um, which it's just you, not a sentence I look forward to anyone saying to me. Uh, well, I think I said to you earlier. Oh, by the way, I feel pretty, and then had pause and said I wasn't just expressing how I actually felt within the moment. Mm. Uh, okay. So latest movie from Amy Schumer. Basically, put it's a sort of a vice versa freaky. Friday, 13 going on 30. One of these... Uh, Are you telling that Judge Reinhold is in this? Judge Reinhold is not in this, so I know what? it automatically loses a star. It is written and directed by Abby Cohn and Mark Silverstein, who brought us He's Just well, Not That Into You, and Never Been Kissed. Oh, also The Vow. Remember The Vow with uh, Chantete and Rachel McAdams? I do indeed. Never Been Kissed, though. Yeah, well, Come on, Never Been Kissed well, yeah, is good. Yeah, yeah, and I still have that soundtrack on my playlist to this day. Of course you do. All up for Candy in the Sun, yo. All up for Candy in, in the Sun. In your mind, uh, music uh, achieved perfection in uh, 1999. About 99, yeah. yeah, yeah. About, uh, the Sugar Why Ray era. carry on? The Sugar Ray era. <laughs> yeah. Once you got to Sugar Ray, yeah. you peak, you killed it. Every morning. End it there. Every you morning. Killed it. You, keep, yeah. you killed it. Right, so, um, <laughs> Amy Schumer is a low-level IT character. A low-level IT IT person. character? IT character. <laughs> IT, IT worker. Like, like Moss. Exactly. She's an IT worker for a sort of uh, Cosmo-like label. Um, she works in like the basement office. She she has uh, she struggles with body positivity issues and what seems to be the sense of body dysmorphia. So, for instance, although that no, that actually just seems to be how the film depicts it. The film, right? Okay, the film predicates on the idea that Amy Schumer is the fattest woman the world has ever seen. Okay, that's basically how the world in which this film is set. Yes. Okay, Amy Schumer is is, so. is, apparent, is evidently the fattest woman the world has ever seen, and how dare she walk around the streets. Mm. Right. She lets this get to her, because obviously, why wouldn't you? Uh, she has a head injury. She then sees herself, shallow Hal style, as looking, quote-unquote, beautiful. Mm. Which is basically to say that I think in her mind she's walking around with the body of, for instance, Michelle Williams' character in this, who's meant to be like a sort of Vivian Westwood-type fashionista icon. I didn't even know that Michelle Williams was in this. She is. In a full-blown Tilda Swinton in Trainwreck-like way. So she is making some interesting career choices. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. and it's got Emily Radikowski in it as this sort of... Yes, I, I saw her in the, uh, in, the, in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what you have is a girl who, for the purposes of the story, is the fattest woman the world has ever seen, who thinks she's actually thin and gorgeous yeah. and goes through life then with the mindset that she is gorgeous and is therefore okay. entitled to all the things that yep. gorgeous people are gifted upon them. They don't wait in lines, they get the cab first, things like that. Um, free drinks whenever you roll into a bar. That old crack. That's the right. setup. That's the setup. Of course, she isn't that. It's shallow hell for women. It's 13 going on flirty. Yeah. yeah. Renee, we appreciate you taking the initiative, but you're not exactly the obvious choice for this job. Karen? No, I, I totally get it. Because I already work for the company, and this job would actually be a pay cut to my current salary. It doesn't make much sense why I'm here. So what are your goals exactly? To work here as a receptionist. Wow. Okay, because most girls, they view this as a stepping stone to modeling or to opening their own e-commerce boutique. I hear you. And yes, modeling is an option for me. You are taking a risk. Is this girl going to walk out of this office and right onto the runway and never look back? Is that realistic for me? 1,000%. But it's not who I am. Haha, <laughs> it's funny because she's not as thin as she thinks she is. Yeah. Right, I, I struggled very much with uh, the... the... <laughs> What, what the actual morality, what the point behind the film mm. actually is meant to be. Now, 
taken at face value, it is the idea of, oh, you know, uh, you know, we should all challenge body positivity issues. Okay, we should all challenge, you know, uh, negative reinforcement of certain uh, body stereotypes. Yeah. Yes, okay, that is a noble point, and I absolutely agree with it. I don't want to get too bogged down in this, because there are certain issues in here that don't affect me, and I feel, therefore, I'm not really qualified to talk on them, because it, it's, I'll be doing them a disservice. Um, if you're going to going into it as a sort of a 13 going on 30 kind of a movie, as you pointed out earlier, wait, don't, don't got no Mark Ruffalo, yeah? No. And if you don't got no Mark Ruffalo, well, no what Ruffalo, do you got? No, thanks. This has got an absolutely terrific performance from Michelle Williams as that sort of a, a Devil Wears Prada-like boss, but mm. she's kind of new-agey, and if you've been watching Modern Family lately, uh, Mira Sorvino has been playing this she, character. She sounded like a young uh, uh, Diane Weist. Kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, it is that kind of role. It's a Weird. little bit out there, and it's a little bit conceptual, hazy, bohemian, mm. New York loft scene kind of performance, but it really does work. Amy Schumer is pretty much autopiloting through this. There's nothing really new in her repertoire here. It's not got the earnestness of her performance from Trainwreck. Having I don't think set- she'll do anything as good as that. No, and, and I'm, I'm really starting to see that with her lately. I mean, this feels phoned into the degree that Snatched was, for instance, right. where it's really base level uh, game over man on netflix kind of level stuff don't don't aim any hand in that she i think she really would be better off in that sort of adam sandler slot on netflix i think that really Mm. is it rather because i don't think this is a film with mass audience appeal but i do think it's something you would very easily take a chance on netflix and you'll get a few laughs out of it to be fair but nothing really profound in it um supporting cast wise it's all about michelle williams um it's not really about about amy schumer at all but uh, who plays the friends Uh, busy phillips and uh ad bryant from snl from SNL, and yes. I, I really like them both just so much more than Amy Schumer. Uh, fascinating, Amy yes. Bryan, especially. I think she's just brilliant. Yeah, I, I liked Amy Brady Bryant a lot in this. Um, wish there was a lot. Wish there was more involvement for those two characters, though. But just like the friends, they're just the friends, and that's, I couldn't tell you why the characters' names, for instance. And it is that kind of a film, mm. to be honest. Uh, Betty Phillips and. But, Amy Bryant. Although, hang, hang on, though. I mean, seriously, how awesome is Michelle Williams' Betty Boo voice? Nailed it. She really did, didn't she? Spot on. Spot on. But yeah, uh, I feel pretty... uh, I don't feel entertained. With the latest film news and reviews, this is Offscreen. The on-screen radio show. And we're back, Mr. Allen. So, um, we've got one more review to do. Uh, do you want to do a piece of news before then? Yeah, okay. What have um, we got? We've heard about this uh, uh, animated Spider-Man film. Oh, is that that's in, is it Into the Spider-Verse? Yes, which mm-hmm. is Sony, not Marvel. Could I- be Marvel, might be MCU. <laughs> depends. <laughs> As Amy Pascal said, anything else? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll um, see. yeah. It's not MCU. In not the same MCU. Way, I, I don't think Venom's MCU either. So no. Well, we'll we'll wait and see. We'll see. We'll see. Probably not. <laughs> or is it just a remake of Catwoman starring Tom Hardy? That's what I'm, I would much rather see. Venom. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what Venom is. Venom is a remake of Catwoman of the 2004 Catwoman movie. What was like her end goal? Sharon Stone's end was it something to do with cosmetics? Uh, so cosmetics that she had evil skin, evil I skincare. Do, I don't remember. Empire. Yeah, she had, she had like an evil e- cosmetics company. It was E forty five, but the E stood for evil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so into the Spider Verse. There's news about it. What is it? <laughs> uh, we know who the villains are going to be. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Who are the villains going to be? Uh, Kingpin's going to be in it. Excellent. Uh, Green Goblin's going to be in it. Ooh, okay. Oh, there's some there's some uh-huh. golden voice opportunities there, isn't there? Isn't there? Well, we know that um, uh, Liev Schreiber is going to be in it. Ah, I hope he's Kingpin. I hope he's Kingpin. He'd be good, Kingpin. Yeah, he'd be brilliant. And also the Prowler. Oh. I don't really know much about the Prowler. Apparently, the Prowler is uh, Aaron Davis, who is Miles Morales. Oh, his, yes. his, his uncle. Donald Glover's character from Homecoming. Yeah. Yes. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so but in this, um, um, Herschel Ali is doing the voice. Yeah, okay, that's very cool. And then the other piece of uh, uh, voice cast news uh, Jake Johnson will play in uh, Grown Up uh, Peter Parker. Excellent. I'm down. I'm down. So I'm down. Nick, with it. Nick, Nick, oh. Nick, Nick Miller, Nick, Nick Miller, Miller from the streets it. of Chicago. That's it. Yes, from New G- Girl. Uh, Julius Pepperwood. <laughs> yeah, for, if you're a New Girl fan, you're in for a treat with the new <laughs> you, Spider-Man you got all review. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, last film review of the week. Then mm. uh, and you talk about Anon. Which is one of those movies that uh, opens on Friday the 11th in cinemas. Mm. Okay. Um, it's one of these uh, Sky movies. But it's also on Sky Cinema, so Sky Cinema's premiere for the day as well. Okay. Yeah. So just to, just to clarify, uh, we're, we're outside the embargo, so we're fine for this. Um, 
This opens on Friday the 11th, as do some of the movies that have come out this week. But obviously, we're taking a week off next week, so we're covering some of those films as well. Um, So Anon is the latest film from Andrew Nichol, who famously brought us Gattaca. Remember Gattaca? Gattaca. (laughs) Yes, Gattaca. Um, It stars Clive Owen, it stars Amanda Seyfried, Confior, Sonia Walger. Seyfried, Seyfried. Seyfried? Amanda Seyfried? Seyfried and Roy. What what are we saying? I'm going with Seyfried. Seyfried. But this is Amanda Seyfried in dramatic mode, because she's got brown hair. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the idea is this takes place in, you know that episode of Black Mirror where they could everything they saw was recorded? The Toby Cabell one. Toby Cabell one, yeah. You know that? This is a thriller set in that world, basically. Interesting, because hasn't Robbie Downey Jr. a while ago... Optioned, optioned, yeah, he optioned, optioned that episode. episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, this is basically that. This is what happens when a, a, there's, a, there's someone on a killing spree, and when they try to access the footage of the uh, you know recorded by the eyes of each victim, what they discover is the victim was actually seeing footage of themselves. So the victim was actually being shown footage through the killer's eyes as that killer was then killing them. And into this mix, there is a mysterious hacker character known as The Girl, played by Amanda Seyfried, who's doing dramatic. I thought you were going to say, played by Clive Owen, (laughs) in a twist. But she's playing dramatic, so she's got brown hair. You're saying that, like, La Mis is not dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she had muck, so technically dark hair. That's how she's doing dramatic. It's it's dirt. And the idea is she has pioneered the art of digitally removing yourself from this digital uh, recording of the world. And Clive Owen has to go under cover and sort of form a relationship with her to try and get to the bottom of this mystery. Um, It sounds convoluted. It is. Here's a clip. James Cray. Shot between the eyes. Why don't we know who shot him? Take a look how it ends. He sees what the killer sees. Who can hack a human being? This morning, I saw a ghost. Anonymity is the enemy. We've got to find out how she does it. You're going undercover. So this opens on US Netflix on uh, May the 4th as well on the Thursday, um, which is why we know we covered by the embargo, because we record this obviously before then. Um, yeah, this is uh, de- this is definitely an ambitious attempt to do something in this vein, to do something in the vein of uh, your Black Mirror, in the vein of Person of Interest, and like that, but as a feature film. But as we discovered a few years ago with In Time, you remember the Justin Timberlake, Amanda Seyfried one, which was very similar. What is it with her? These kind of films. I, I don't know. This yeah, has- that was one where uh, Olivia Wilde was Justin Timberlake's mum. That was the one, yes. Yeah, and, because you, and John Galecki is in it because didn't everyone stay young to a certain point or something like that? Was so that we're twenty-seven? That was it. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was that was a very overambitious and ultimately uh, unsuccessful. Nah. Yeah, ultimately unsuccessful in delivering nah. exactly the scale that it thought it could. This has the set. Yeah, this is as naff. All right. <laughs> call, call a spade a spade. <laughs> call a spade a spade. It's naff. Uh, yes, this is about the same level of quality. I'm afraid. Um, Clive Owen's fine. He's doing that that, that downplayed children of men performance that he's managed to make his own. That's managed to keep him going yeah. this long. He's uh, playing, a, playing a Clive Owen type. He's playing a Clive Owen type. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that should be on his business card. Clive Owen. I play Clive Owen type. Do you remember um, uh, Vicky Gervais' podcast uh, episode a while ago where Carl Pugton's talking about a film? No. And he says uh, Clive Warren instead of Clive Owen. Ah. Uh. Yeah. But you kind of know because he's like the only Clive going now. That's really, it, but like it? every time I see him always in a film, I always just think of Clive Warren instead of exactly, Clive Warren. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so as I say, if, you, if you're going into this hoping for another Gattaca, you're not going to get it. What you are effectively going to get is the Adjustment Bureau set in that episode, that Toby Kevill episode of Black Mirror. Mm. Um, and frankly, that's about as even a fusion as you can expect from it. It's quite tonally a little bit uninvolving at times. The, the mystery aspect never quite manages to hold the suspense that it thinks it does. Um, it does draw to something of a satisfying close, but it is by lowering the bar along the way, and I, th- I think that's quite disappointing, given the scale of what's clearly being attempted here. The idea of something that's made as a low-budget stu- you know, mid- actually mid-budget studio effort, mm. and then released on a streaming platform in the US and released on a cable network in the UK. I think that's an impressive thing. I, mean, I would like to see more of it, but if the result are going to be things like yeah, Hurricane it's, Heist. It's an interesting notion. Uh, what was the, the animated one? Monster Family. A monster Family. I think the results so far are a little bit, a little bit uh, deflating. I would say. Yeah, I will watch Hurricane Heist just because it just it sounds ridiculous and it does and live up to its title. And 
<laughs> there's a hurricane, there's a heist. There's a hurricane, there's a heist. On. And it has my favourite piece of casting. Sailor films. has my favourite piece of casting ever. Toby Cable as the hurricane. Yes, there is that. Yeah. There's also um, their version of what a computer hacker is. Right. Uh, which, uh, absolutely my favourite. My favourite bit of casting in a movie in the last five years. What is it? No, 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 no. I'm going to spoil, oh, spoil I'm it. I'm not spoiled for you. You watched watch the movie. I didn't realize that was a film that could be spoiled. You watch Hurricane Heist, and I'm not spoiling that little nugget for you. You enjoy their version of uh, of the of uh, Theo from Die Hard. Okay, <laughs> just enjoy their Theo from yes. Die Hard. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to watch that and then uh, watch uh, Geostorm directly <laughs> after it. I listened to the How Did This Get Made episode about Geostorm. <laughs> yes, yeah. Geostorm. <laughs> right. Okay. On which note, uh, we need yes. to pick. Uh, we need to pick um, a film of the week. Um, I'm going to give it to uh, Lean on Pete. I thought Lean on Pete was an absolutely tremendous film, mm. but I, I I do want to single out. There's been so many great movies this week. It, it's been shocking they put this many out uh, after Avengers. Yeah, but they're all smaller films, so it's yeah, good. Yeah, uh, counter, this many, rather than dumping, you know, movies that they just want out of the way, they have dumped some really great things out and out there. So if you are wanting a distraction from the Avengers, there are plenty of things to, to pick from. Uh, I do recommend Newtown Utopia. Um, I do think Young Karl Marx. Um, I, I think Revenge is great fun. Um, but I do think Lean on Pete is absolutely the film of the week. I do think it's cool. and Charlie Plummer please Charlie Plummer have this River Phoenix like rise <laughs> to fame and then actually get but to, not a River Phoenix like not fall. the River Phoenix fall from grace just just yeah. go and, and show us what River Phoenix could have been you could be the next thing and I feel like I was going Bill Murray at the end of Scrooge there but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll get greedy for it <laughs> you'll want it every day <laughs> So, um, obviously, nothing from us next week. We're off. We're, we're going back to our recharge pods and being... The, uh, the cocoons. The cocoons, where they will implant us with new memories. Yeah, I'm going to go see Gutenberg yeah. on, 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 his, on his boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the week after that, which I think is the 18th of May, I will be back to talk about the one and only Deadpool, who is returning. Oh, Deadpool. Deadpool. And he's yeah. returning, and it's out on a Tuesday, so you'll have seen it before we review it. But okay. <clears throat> backwards know, land. That's, that's backwards land. Uh, yeah. On Chesil Beach, which I hear interesting things about. Mm. Um, a Cambodian Spring, uh, Jeune Femme. Oh, uh, okay. We've got film- check you out with your fancy French words. I know. Um, we've got uh, Film Worker out that week as well, and I, I-, I presume there's an anniversary or something. That I'm just not aware of. What is it? A reissue, a reissue of? of the Sound of Music. Brilliant. Bring, okay. I mean, bring it out every year. I'll watch it. It's great. Right, okay. I watched it two months ago. I don't think I've ever watched the Sound of Music in one go, so I'm going to do it this You time are in for a treat. So we've got all those to come and more next... Uh, not next week, the week after next, off screen. Yeah. Check yourself. Check check myself. I'm totally wrecking myself. Uh, in the meanwhile, this has been the Candy Store Bridge for On Screen. I've been Van Connor. I've been Lean on Pete. And we'll be back. Just show me the way to get out of here, and I'll be on my way. You've been listening to Off Screen. For more news and reviews, visit onscreenfilm.com. So, podcast extras, Mr. Allen. You had some news you wanted to tell me. Oh, yeah, that was it. Um, You know the Mulan, uh, live-action remake of Mulan? The Mulan, yeah. The Mulan. Uh, Far Mulan, I believe. Have you heard how much this is going to cost? No, I haven't. 290 million. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's one of those. So it'll be the third most expensive film, like that. Yeah, you know, like yeah. of all time. What a Mulan adaptation! Can you imagine that? Although you do sit there and think, yeah, but that China dollar dollar that bill, China money, that China money, that's mm. that's big money now. It is. They've got um, really yeah. ace people in it as well. Well, they have actually got an authentically Chinese cast, haven't they? They have. The They've been very respectful up until they cast Kevin Hart as Mushu. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not like the Aladdin one, where, you know what, let's let's just get the, the pink power rangers, still, she can be... That's uh, still not uh, too bad, but then they went and cast that white guy from Into the Woods, and... <laughs> oh, God. What's his name? I, I can't even remember anymore. Some Norwegian, or oh. something something like that, and... <sighs> I don't know, but, yeah, it's, they're, they're, doing, they're doing a good thing. Yes, yeah, That's so. excellent, but yeah, that's crazy. 290 million... That's like Avenger money, man! Almost, well... Tellingly, they've not yet disclosed how much that is. I think they said it's it's within the ballpark of three hundred. Yeah, but you know the best part is like now that it's made as Who much cares? money as it has. <laughs> Surely now that it's made as much money as you have, they should literally just go to the nearest window and be like, "Oh, it cost blah blah blah." We don't care, yo. Close the window and, and just go back to work. Counting yeah. counting the incoming we're, cash. We're printing our own Tony Stark dollars. Oh man. But uh, so yeah, I, I did see it a third time, and uh, yeah, it, it really, still still good. It holds. Are you, you noticing new things like? Going in the third time. 
Um, I think to be honest, going into a third time, I was I was actually the third time I, got, I was more invested in, in the landscape of it. I was really into the scene of it, and it reminded me of that first time I saw Aliens on HD. Right. And you suddenly had more of a sense of the uh, layout of the science labs and things like that. Um, I kind of had that weird thing where I was looking around the collector's uh, oh collection right, yeah. for lack of a better term, things like that. <laughs> and yeah, and there is an Easter egg that's been outed, for instance, uh, in that scene that I have I've, I've actually seen for a change. What is it? But um, Okay, well, I mean, actually, no, not a spoiler. When they're in uh, the collector's lair... Um, I, I just, I forgot we were recording. For, I thought we were just there you go, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tobias from Arrested Development is an exhibit in one of the... Is he? Yeah, he is, yes. Right, because I was trying to find what the Arrested Development... Is that the Easter egg? That's it. That's Amazing. the Easter Because, yeah. obviously, Baruso's worked on Arrested Development, and they always put in... On the rest of the element gag, I've put in a someone from a community. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nobody from community. But no, but that's why there's a Tobias Easter egg. Well, so it's, it's just Tobias, just... It is. Tob- yeah, Tobias Funke, in, it's, it's in just... blue, in the pants, in a, in a tube. Did you not... You, you've not heard this? No, I am, I immediately need to go see it again. Okay, there you go. So it, it's, it's in the collector's letter. It's right after the whole, I'll go left, you go uh, right, but you, but you obviously are going to go the wrong way moment. I just blew myself. <laughs> There you go. So you know what to look for. Oh, um, but yeah, I, I noticed things like that. For instance, I was really involved in the actual sort of the, the mm. background world. I, I, I saw in the credits like mm. Arrested Development was a is a property of blah blah blah. I saw that like that's presumably so, one. Be in there. There you go. But you know what it was? <laughs> great. It, it's uh, Civil War where they have the the step the, the, the yeah, step car the step car the airplane step car the airplane stairs truck thing that they have. Yeah, yeah. and it yeah. says blue on it. Yes, it does. <laughs> Yeah, nobody from Community this time, though, which is a shame. Nobody, I know. It was weird, wasn't it? I was expecting, like, Don Glover to do a voice or something, or... Yeah, I, I thought there'd be something quite in your face, kind of like how the Dean was in uh, Civil War. Oh, yeah. The Community yeah. Dean turned Not up at the beginning yeah. of Civil War, didn't he? And, uh, and Danny, Danny Pudi. And Danny Pudi, obviously, is... Uh, in Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. He's yeah. the, uh, the the helicarrier maintenance yes. guy, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So I'm just having a quick skim from the uh, through the news. Yep, yeah, Mulan going to cost two hundred and thirty yeah. million. That's They're two hundred ninety million. Sorry, but I bet they're getting a decent cutback from like the Chinese film office <laughs> they or whatever. Will be yeah. yeah. Um, did you know that Mindy Kaling is going to produce the TV series remake of uh, Four Weddings and Funeral? No, didn't even know that was a thing. No, I okay. didn't either. But presumably uh, set in America and taken over <laughs> British presumably. British charm. Yeah. Out of it. <laughs> just you would imagine getting, yeah. getting over Hugh Hugh Grant. Stank out of it. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it? The, the, Hugh Grant the, the Stank. Hugh Stank, yeah. <laughs> H.G. Stank, yeah. Um, that was another one. I mean, this is. I mean, um, there was a trailer the other day for uh, for Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Oh, I've not seen it. Apparently, Cage is in it. Cage is in it as Superman. And I, I watched it this morning morning because I knew we'd, we'd want to talk about it mm. at some point. Well, I'll, I'll watch um, it today. Yeah, uh, very meta, very Deadpool. Yeah, really? And very. And you, you do sit there and think, actually. If if Warner Brothers and the DCEU team had actually decided to film this live action, this exact script, script live action, and just put it out there as, in that way that Deadpool is part of the universe but he's removed enough from it, they could have done that with this. Mm. And they really would have actually owned Deadpool money-wise because the Robin character, that license goes pretty far. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, and yeah. it looks like there's enough out there comedy to this. I mean, the villain's I'm Deathstroke. I'm to see it. Yeah, that's pretty. That's, that's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and they are having the fun that you would expect with that. Um, speaking of Arrested Development, have you heard it's getting remixed that full season? Yeah, and also season five is definitely coming this this year. They said very soon, so summer is going to be coming. But um, yeah, it's it's getting basically cut up and put into we, we chopped into the normal Arrested <laughs> Development order because season four was completely different. It's going to be very yeah. interesting to watch back now, actually, because it's the it's I, I you didn't finish it. I didn't finish it actually season four, so I'm, I'm, I now will watch it all. I got oh. like halfway through or something like that. Oh, okay. I just didn't. I didn't not enjoy the format change. No, no, I thought it was very jarring. Um, so movie I enjoyed this last year, uh, Happy Death Day. Yes, big fan of Happy yes, Death Day. Me too. It. Um, I heard it's getting a sequel. It is getting a sequel, and yeah. bizarrely, uh, both the leads of the first movie are returning as well. Oh, really? So it's going to be the same characters, and it's going to happen again. Oh. I don't know how it works because I thought for a sequel, you obviously do the same premise. You just get different, different people. Yeah, you usually you, do. Don't you you final destination it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You just keep. You apologise this because people are always going to see those kind of films. So I mean, I still don't get why we don't have a new Final Destination movie every every Halloween, every two years, mm. uh, like Clockwork. Did we talk about uh, Truth or Dare? 
Did we, did we do that? No, we didn't. I think we were off the week that it uh, screened. Have you seen it? I have not. I have seen the 2017 sci-fi <laughs> channel movie of the same name, which seems to be exactly the same story. Really? But, uh, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> Just with less, like, quasi-Mexican ghost stuff. The though. sci-fi channel version did not star Violet Bean. So missing out, yeah, missing out yeah, there. You not got Jesse Quick, you ain't got <laughs> yeah. nada. You know that's how this works. You can keep your Lucy Hales. We're all about the Jesse Quick up in here. Um, it it was all right. It'll be one of those films that we watch in six months on a Saturday. Oh, is it one of our drunk horror movie sessions? Yes, it'll be one of those like Excellent. half half eleven at night kind of. Well, maybe not in six months and. Mine and my wife's case, obviously. <laughs> next, next year. Next year, when you get a night off from, from the baby and we get yeah. to do crap horror movie nights again. again. Yeah. Yeah, because we have got Deep Blue Sea 2 and Snake Out of Compton to watch. Yes. So, Snake Out of Compton. I mean, I don't know about you, I'm, oh. my, my excitement is, is it's, it's infectious for, uh, for Snake Out of Compton. I want to watch Anaconda again. I saw it pop up on Now TV or something and I just, yeah, that film is incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot, I forgot how great it is. <laughs> Just when, I mean, spoiler, but it's a 20 odd year old film, so yeah, whatever. Yeah. The bit where Owen Wilson has been swallowed by the snake. Oh, and, I know. And you see the snake, like, swim past, and Owen Wilson's like, Whoa, like him. Man, in the I love that belly. movie. Yeah. I think, I'm not great. sure, did we have this conversation at one point? It was meant to be Julie Anderson in yeah. Anaconda. Yes. And then she turned it down, it was Juliana Margulies. Who then turned it? <laughs> so basically, they just went through G- all the J's. Yeah, till we got to J. Yeah, they really did. They went, well, they went G J. Right. Then, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So you imagine the list was alphabetic? No, actually, that wouldn't work, would it? Because Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, Jennifer we've Lopez we've we've this entirely. We have, yeah. yeah. But uh, hey, it's got Carrie Wurra in in Jungle Vests. That's that's always a great. Yeah, thing. it's got uh, yeah, the dad from Jumanji. Carrie Wurra went on to play the sister in the Sharknado series. Lest we forget. Lest we forget. Yeah. Yeah. When is that coming out? When is uh, number six coming out? They've, have they tight, have they titled it yet? I, uh, it? I don't know actually, but it's 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 end of July, isn't it? It's always my it's birthday. It's your birthday, isn't it? It's my your, birthday it's your, every it's your year. Treat. Yeah. But uh, I might actually get like an outdoor projector set up this year, and we'll have like a Sharknado themed. We don't know what to do for V thirty five, do we? No, oh, yeah. no. Although, thank you, thank you for just coining the term V thirty five because now I can honestly say I didn't come up with that. It was all case. No, it wasn't because you, <laughs> you started this hashtag V insert number here, yeah, yeah, and because of that. I, <laughs> And that'll be the week so that uh, that'll be the week that Mission Impossible Fallout comes out as well. Yeah, I, I'm really really excited about that, and I hope they drop a new trailer for it soon. I think they will. I think they will. We've only had that. Is it me, or is the trailer they've got actually a very kind of broad, sweeping, all encompassing trailer? That seems to show an awful lot, and you kind of think, I just really want you to give me some plot <clears> and then two stunts. That's it. I don't know. It, it kind of does, and then also shows nothing at all. It's like it's a lot, but it's very quick snippets. So mm. I still don't know what the big stunt is. Yeah, that's, that's, a good that's point. what I need for my Mission Impossible. I need that. Is it going to be the helicopter thing? You know? Is it going to be that? I don't know. No. We need that one stunt that is on the poster. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. one, the, the poster stunt. That's yeah. what they call the, them. The now. poster stunt. It's always, it? a, always a poster stunt. Yeah. But okay, so uh, Blue Peter Nyonga. Yes. She's got a new gig. That's and, and I love that you've adopted that from I have, me. yeah. yeah. I've adopted that from you. So we, we see this thing. We're, we're do, do you know that her brother is actually called Peter as well? No way. Which is some of the Peter and Peter. That is fantastic. I know. Huh. What a time to be alive. That reminds me of my children's animated series that I never managed to get off the ground, The Adventures of Jeff and Jeffina. But <laughs> it was it was a remake of Dukes of Hazard set in space, but it was for kids. Of course. Yeah. Surprisingly I couldn't get the funding. Anyway, um <laughs> so, Would that have like a spacecraft that's got the Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, they, they, the drive, they drive they drive a convertible that was also a spaceship. And we would just never address how they were breathing in space or anything like that. that Do we refer it. to it as the General Lee or something else? Sorry? Do we refer to it as the General Lee? That's the Jeffmobile. Oh, the Jeff- oh, Jeff- oh, of course, of course. Yeah. yeah that's just, My apologies. Everything's got to be brandable. That's, that's the point. Otherwise, why? You mean, you're not even trying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this would be my, what's the character, what's the thing in New Girl? What's the book he comes out with? Uh, Julius Pepperwood. Julius Pepperwood. This is my Julius Pepperwood for children. I'm going to remake Dukes of Hazard for children. That's where it is. Um, so, Lupita Nyong'o is, is going to make uh, The Killer. Going to remake The Killer. With John Woo. With John Woo. Yeah, misdirected Woo. Misdirected Woo. <laughs> which, which, which is pretty much any John Woo film. Yeah, misdirected Woo is going to be directed into a remake of The Killer. <laughs> for some reason... He did direct the killer in the first place, didn't he? Yeah, he's just doing it again. So with, he's doing uh, it again. Blue Peter Nyong'o. Okay. Why that, not? That, she's that's she's amazing. Um, so you remember The Rock for a while was attached to this Robert Ludlum franchise launcher they were going to do called the Janssen, Janssen Direct- Director. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's not starring in it anymore. John Cena is. I'm fine with that. He's still involved, isn't he? Is he a, is he a producer? Dwayne Johnson's a producer. And yeah. 
So, I like to think they are friends. I, I like to imagine they are. Yeah, yeah. but uh, there's uh, there's not, well, not they they meet up and they go to Steve Austin's ranch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Triple H Manor. Triple H Manor. <laughs> oh man, I hope he's, he's got like a helicopter pad that's just got like three H's. On yeah. It. I hope right. Triple H lives on like some sort of massive ranch that he refers to as the homestead, and it's got a big sign that says homestead with three H's. I'm that, so, that, I'm so in for that. That that would be amazing, wouldn't it? You watch that reality show that uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin has put together? No, no, I, I forget what it's called, but it's basically like Ninja Warrior. Oh, and, God. and Fear Factor, but like like combined. Yeah, I, yeah. I heard about this. And yeah, it's, it's on his ranch, and yeah, there's a team of boys, team of girls, and like it's a big obstacle course, and we just have to like it's like that. What's that thing on Netflix? Oh, uh, Beast, some uh, Ultimate Beastmaster. Yes, that's yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's that, but with Stone Cold Steve Austin on a ranch. It's a, it's brilliant. <laughs> Didn't John Cena do one where he, he put them through like a military boot camp? I think so. Yes, yeah, yeah. thing. Um, the Rock did something as well, and then Ludacris is doing uh, Fear Factor. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ludacris is doing Fear Factor. Yeah. Uh, Ludacris Bridges. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I still, he's been doing it for a while. I, 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 I need to talk to you about Ludacris at some point, but I'm embargoed for another what? three weeks. Is Luda in a film that's not Fast and Furious or... L- Luda's in a film and it's embargoed and I can't talk is, about it. Isn't he in... No, is just... It, no. no. No, stop. We can't go there. I'm not it's talking embargoed. about that, though. I'm okay, talking about right, one okay. of his... One of his other previous works from his from his oeuvre that's fair that's fair do you think that's the first time anyone's ever said ludicrous and an oeuvre in the <laughs> same sentence there's a good chance no yeah. one has ever used those two words in the same no, breath before don't yeah. think so uh, yeah he is he, he's in a Gary Marshall film is he in like New Year's Eve or yes he is he's yeah. like a New Year's Eve Times Square cop yeah yeah it's yeah okay Diversifying. <laughs> Diversify your bonds. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you never said, just watch the Wu Tang Financial Sketch from Chappelle Show. It's one of the greatest mm. things you've ever seen, and I would absolutely invest my money there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what the hell else did I have to talk about? Um, You've been derailed. I've been derailed. I've been, and, and that's weird because I'm looking at Clive Owen on the screen who starred in the movie Derailed. So good segue. Um, on which note, here it is: your moment of introspective cage. Nicholas Cage, good or bad? A challenge, certainly, but not insolvable because all actors have distinct values, which I use to find answers. Abed, how much Nicholas Cage did you? Get? Enough. I watched enough to find the answers <laughs> because this this is my reality. This is how I learned to be, and my being doesn't allow for Nicholas freaking Cage. Okay? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh! 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 I'm a cat. I'm a sexy cat. <laughs> Abed, think of something safe like Holly Hunter or Don Chino. Abed, Abed. That was brilliant. 